Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, now celebrating its 10th anniversary. This show is brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature Disney wedding updates, money saving tips, and interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney couples. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates 10 years of romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Disney bride Danielle Moore about her ceremony at the Wedding Pavilion and her reception at California Grill. I thought you guys would be interested to hear how she chose those locations and how she planned everything and how it all turned out. So welcome, Danielle. Hey, how's it going? It is great. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. I would love to start at the very beginning and find out how you and your fiancé chose Walt Disney World for your wedding. Sure. So actually, it has been a dream of mine to be married at Walt Disney World ever since I was a little girl. So I always knew I was getting married there no matter what. And actually, when I met my husband, he always wanted to get married at Walt Disney World too. So it was just meant to be. Wow, that's amazing. You don't find many of those. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Now, how did your friends and family react when they found out where the wedding was going to be? It sounds like they were probably not surprised. Oh, yeah. They were not surprised. They were actually very excited. Funny story, all of our guests were local. So everyone who traveled, traveled from either out of state or from a different city. So they were very, very excited. Wow, that's amazing. How many guests did you invite, and how many were able to make the trip? So I invited about 70, and then 45 ended up going. That's great. Yeah. Now, did you set up a room block for your guests, and how did you choose the resorts? I did set up a room block. We wanted to make transportation easy. So we only chose one resort, and out of respect for our guests, we chose the cheapest one. So that ended up being Disney's Pop Century. We did actually do another resort for our grandparents because they had an RV. So we're like, okay, let's do Fort Wilderness. So they were like (laughs) the only one out of the room block, but everyone else was at Disney's Pop Century. Oh, that's great. Okay, good. So that's cool. Everybody booked there. Yes. Now, how did you choose the day of the week and time of day for your wedding? Day of the week was actually not important to me because I knew I was going to hit that minimum anyways. <laughs> actually, I was supposed to get married June 11, 2020, but obviously because of COVID, that got postponed. So what my husband and I ended up doing was we got legally married at our house on July 26, 2020. So for our new Disney date, we just did like a vow type thing. So we ended up choosing June 26, 2021, just 11 months after because summertime was best for us because we had teachers in our family. So we didn't care about the day of the week, we just chose the date. And then as for time, we knew we wanted like a whole day event. So we wanted our ceremony to be the earliest we could, which was 9.30 for the opening. Got it. And I see this question a lot when people say that they got legally married and then they had their Disney wedding later. Which anniversary will you celebrate or will you celebrate both? That's a good question. We're celebrating our legal wedding date, so July 26th, but I'm sure we'll do something special for our June 26th date as well. 
That's great. Now, how did you choose the ceremony and reception venues? Again, I've always known about getting married at the wedding pavilion. I just think it's beautiful. I love that Cinderella Castle is in the background. And I just think it's a beautiful ceremony location. As for the reception, that was actually a little more difficult for me. At that time, I didn't know about your podcast and your guy. So I was only limited to the Disney website. So I found the American Adventure Entertainment, and that was like, I liked it and all that, but I don't think I fit the minimum, which was like 85. So what we actually did, when we were looking on Google, and actually my mom stumbled upon, I believe, your website, and we saw we saw a couple at the California Grill, and I absolutely fell in love with it. So I knew that that's where I wanted to have my reception. That's wonderful. Now, did you use any outside vendors for your event? I did. So for hair and makeup, I used Daisy Auto Hair and Makeup, and I absolutely recommend her just to sign up. <laughs> she was uh, she was great. She was super bubbly, and she did all of my portrait sessions and all of my wedding. So uh, she gave me different looks for all of them. So she was absolutely fabulous, and she was my outside vendor. That's great. How did you choose your officiant? So for my officiant, as I mentioned earlier, I got legally married at my house. So what we did was my lady of honor, who's also my sister, she just messaged my church, and the pastor was able to do my wedding then, and so we knew we wanted him again for our Disney wedding. Oh, that's great. So you brought him with you? Yes, we did. That's wonderful. One thing I thought was really cool about your wedding was you had an appearance by Marie the Cat from Aristocats. And I would love to know how you chose her and if there were any extra hoops to getting her and how that all turned out. Yes, yeah, so that was a very, this was very interesting. So Marie is my favorite character. And as soon as I could message the Disney wedding stage, so that was like 16 months from my original date, I asked them, if I could have Marie. And to my surprise, they said yes. And I was surprised because Marie doesn't meet at Walt Disney World no more. Hmm. So I was super happy. So we're able to get her no problem. She did have to have like a special background. So no problem there. Closer to the wedding because we did have like a different wedding planner and all that stuff. Seemed like she was going to be more expensive. Hmm. I'm not sure why, probably because of her background. But I was able to talk to them, and they were able to honor me the original price that she was going to do. So it all worked out, and I, and I had her, and I was super excited. That's fantastic. So originally, they weren't going to charge you for her backdrop, just the regular character price. I believe so, then. Oh, that's great. Did you add any other kind of entertainment at the reception? I did. So along with Marie, I also had Mickey and Lou, and that was super fun. And then we also traditionally had a DJ. That's great. Because Mickey and Minnie couldn't run around like they usually do because of COVID rules, did they stand in front of Marie's backdrop too? Or how did that work with the three characters? Yeah. So first we did, for California Girl, they had the characters in a separate room, which I believe is called the Napa Room. I'm not sure, correct me if I'm wrong, but... Yeah, if it has the view of the Magic Kingdom, that's the Napa Room. Okay. So they had, they had them in a separate room. So first we did Marie, and she had the backdrop, as I mentioned. And then we had, like, five minutes in between or ten minutes in between, and I guess they worked their magic. They took away the backdrop, and no one was able to see because they were in the separate room. Mm 
and then making a mini up here. And I didn't have to have the bushes or the plant wall with both characters. Got it. Okay. So, speaking of your reception, do you have any menu items or cake flavors that you would recommend? So, for cake, we have the Dolit cake. So, my husband loves Dolit. So, that was actually the orange cake with the tropical mousse. So, if you're a Dolit fan, I would definitely recommend that. As for the menu, I just, I love California Grill. So, if anyone listening loves California Grill, then they'll love the whole entire menu. I had the Barstool menu. I'm not sure if that's still an option now, but everything was delicious on there. That's great. Did you change it or customize it at all? I know people are kind of stressed out about that because technically you can't add stuff willy-nilly at California Grill, but they'll usually swap things among the different menus. I actually did not. I just stuck with the menu just because actually California Grill is my favorite restaurant. So I was just kind of low-key about that and just went with the flow and I loved everything on the menu. That's great. Now, did you guys add any other events to your wedding, like a dessert party or a welcome party? We did. So we actually did both. The day before our wedding, or the night before, I should say, we had a welcome dinner. We had it at Disney Springs at Royal Enzo's. And then we also did a dessert party with a rag mixing the night of our wedding at the Fresh Pavilion. That's cool. And what ride did you add? We did Soren. Do you have any desserts you would recommend from your dessert party? We just did the classic Disney snacks. We thought that would be fun. So we had Mickey pretzels, popcorn, chills, and the ice cream novelties. And then something that we added for my husband and I, we did the jalapeno cheese stuff pretzel, which used to be like a regular of all Disney World, but now it's like a little harder to find. So we were super happy that they added that snack. <laughs> oh, that's great. Can you give my listeners a timeline of how the day ran? Sure. So I'll actually start with the welcome dinner. So the night before we had the welcome dinner, and that was like 5 to 7 p.m. because we knew we had to be up super early <laughs> the next morning. So the morning of, we woke up at 4 a.m. for hair and makeup. Um, and then I had my pre-ceremony pictures with my bridesmaids and my family at Grand so that was from 8 a.m. to 9.15 a.m., and then I had my ceremony at 9.30 a.m., so after that, we had the ceremony, post-ceremony pictures, and then we had our reception starting at 11.30, and um, my other guests, they had the cocktail hour from 10.30 to 11.30, so I had my reception from 11.30 to 3, and then we had a break. And then our dessert party was from 8 to 10 p.m. That's great. So when you were planning, what were some of the most important aspects where you focused your attention or your budget? My number one thing was definitely photography and videography. I just really wanted the memories to look back on because as everyone says, that day really goes by so fast. So I love looking at the pictures, especially the ones that I didn't get to see, like, my husband's pre-ceremony pictures and them walking down the aisle. So it was really nice to have those memories. So yeah, photography was number one. And then number two would probably be the characters. That was huge for me. Hmm. <laughs> and I think number three would also be uh, Cinderella's carriage. Oh, that's great. Yes. Now, what aspects were less important? Where you saved your money or just your effort? 
So I definitely save money on floral. I am actually not a flower girl. <laughs> I do not like flowers, so that saved me a lot of money. What I actually ended up doing, I left the wedding pavilion empty, completely blank. I didn't decorate it at all because I thought it was beautiful on its own. And then almost the same for California Girl. California Girl is really pretty on its own. I did add a few more items in, but I definitely saved a lot of money using less floral and decor. That's great. What ended up being your favorite memory of your wedding day? My favorite memory was actually the characters. <laughs> I was I was super nervous, like as you mentioned before, they weren't able to uh, be on the dance floor or interact with guests in that room. So I didn't notice how scary pictures were going to look bad or it wasn't going to be as fun, but I ended up loving it. Uh, the pictures don't even look bad. It looks like they're almost side by side from the angle that they take it. And I had a lot of one-on-one time, so it felt it was super fun. Oh, that's wonderful. Now, did anything go wrong or just not turn out like you expected? So, being a COVID bride, I guess you could say, there were a few things I was worried about, like the moss, fireworks, and characters and all that. So even though it wasn't exactly how I wanted it to be, everything actually turned out to be perfect for my day. So, for example, actually for my wedding, masks were optional for all the indoor and outdoor. So all my pictures, I didn't have to wear a mask. For fireworks, this is actually pretty interesting. As you know, fireworks came back July 1st, and my wedding was actually June 26th. So I missed it by a couple days, and I was supposed to have it for my dessert party, and my wedding dress sounds like so disappointing. But then I was able to contact the Disney Weddings team and my photographer, Jacob, and we were actually able to do a fireworks session just on, my, just on its own uh, on a super day in my wedding attire. So um, everything actually turned out to be what I wanted, just in a different way. That's interesting. So where did they have you pose on that separate day for the fireworks? Sure. So actually, my husband and I already had a boardwalk day to celebrate our actual wedding anniversary. So I just I contacted the wedding team, Jacob and Stacy Otto, and they were all able to make it that day. So what we did was we stayed at the boardwalk, and we had our fireworks session like by the Atlantic Dancer. Oh, that's great, because you can see a lot of the high fireworks. Yes. That's cool. And that is something I also see. People are wondering, well, you know, when there were no fireworks, was it worth having the dessert party? How did you find that that went? So I was very, very nervous about that, <laughs> especially since I hyped it up to my guests. I actually called it an evil surprise. So the surprise <laughs> was going to be the fireworks. But luckily, I also had the ride mixes, so that was like the surprise. But yes, I was very nervous about that. I actually, at the last second, once I knew we weren't going to have fireworks, I did add more entertainment. I added the solar artist. So that was pretty nice. It was supposed to be laid back anyway. So it was more of a laid back vibe. I think people still, they still enjoyed it. They had the snacks, the solar artist, and then the ride. So it was more like a, like a conclusion. It was still very nice. That's wonderful. Is there anything you would have done differently knowing what you know now? Hmm. So I did mention earlier that I had my grandparents at Fort Wilderness. So something I would have done differently is just have everyone in one resort right. <laughs> and only one bus because also my, uh, my grandmother is in a wheelchair, so I had her in a separate van, a wheelchair van. 
So something that I would do differently, and actually we're going to do something different for my sister's wedding coming up, is just one resort <laughs> and one, like, one bus, because transportation was a little bit, um, was a little bit tricky, so something I would have done is just keep it simple. <laughs> Yeah, that's great advice. So your sister's also getting married at Disney? She is, yes. That's amazing. What venues is she using? So she's also getting married at the Lion Pavilion, and then her reception is going to be at Atlantic Council. Oh, that's wonderful. How fun, because the only thing that is almost as good as being a Disney bride is getting to be a guest at a Disney wedding. Yes. <laughs> I am so excited. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. So do you have any other tips or advice for future Disney couples? Oh, yes. I have a few. <laughs> um, the one for sure is definitely listen to your podcast and getting your guide. <laughs> um, that helps so much for my wedding, and it's also helping for my sister's wedding. Because there's so much that I learned from your guide that you don't learn from the website. For example, like entertainment, like Dapper Dan's and Mariachi Coldplay, like, all those options you don't see on the website. So it's so useful to take it from your guide. That's great. And then another tip I would do is just be prepared. Um, do your research so your guide can help with that. Also, like, you can message the weddings team at the 16-month mark. So definitely get your name penciled in. So have yourself in your system. And then have everything picked out by the 12-month mark. For example... Just everything that you think you'll want. So your ceremony, reception, entertainment, the carriage, because those go by so fast, and you don't want to miss out on your drill location. Um, so definitely have everything that you think you want by the 12th month. That's great, because you can always drop stuff later, too. Yes. Yes. Well, Danielle, I think this has been super helpful for anyone who's planning a wedding or a vow renewal at Walt Disney World, and I appreciate your taking the time. Yes, of course. Thank you so much. That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. Past shows and tons of photos for each episode are available on my website, DisneyWeddingPodcast.com, or listen in your favorite podcast app. And for instant answers to all your Walt Disney World wedding questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at fairytaleweddingsguide.com. <laughs>